Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41. And we're going to read a couple of verses. We'll go over to Acts chapter 10 in a minute. And so you might want to mark that. Matthew 26, 41. And then Acts chapter 10 in verse 9. And we'll read these two verses for our text. In Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then if you turn your Bible over to Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10 and verse 9. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 9, it says, On the morrow, as they went on their way and drew nigh into the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. You may be seated. May God have the blessing and reading of his word this morning. And I've uh, graduated from college in, in 2001. I went immediately on to uh, be uh, assistant pastor at my uh, home church there in Santa Maria, California, Lighthouse Baptist Church with Pastor uh, Jerry Scheidbach. And I have I served there for four, almost 15 years, and the Lord worked in my heart. He worked in my pastor's heart, too. And, uh, and I, I moved about four years ago. Next month, it'll be four years to take the senior pastor uh, of a church in Wheatland, California. And, uh, and I, I just encourage you with this to always just be open to what God has for you. I now serve in a place that I didn't know existed 10 years ago. <laughs> I had no idea. There was, most of you have no idea there's Wheatland, California is. Uh, but God moved and worked in my heart. So I've been in the, in the, the ministry uh, for 18 years now and, and going on 19 years. And uh, there's one thing I've learned in the ministry is this, that uh, I can be wrong a lot. <laughs> I can think I'm right. I can think I know what I'm doing, but I can be wrong. One verse that I have uh, uh, held to uh, uh, in the ministry is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, where it says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Uh, I took the, the pastorate of a church where uh, the pastor really blew it. In fact, uh, the police came and arrested him, <laughs> and he went off to jail. And I could get the idea, that would never happen to me, but as I've been pastoring, I've just stopped and considered this, that I need to take heed, lest I fall. I'm a sinner, just like anyone else. <laughs> and so this morning, I want to challenge you with this. I want to challenge you to be a person of prayer, to pray. Because when you feel strong, when you feel like, I've got this, when you feel like, I know where I'm going, I know what I'm going to do, that is when you find yourself in danger. I've been ministering long enough to learn that the thoughts and the feelings of my heart don't always line up with truth. I've learned that there is often a huge difference between what I think and what God's Word says. You know, we, we all know Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And we all know that. Our heart is wicked. Our heart is deceitful. Our heart is sinful. 
And we need to get to that place where we realize that on a daily basis, that our heart can lie to us. We can feel like we are strong. We can feel like we are okay. We can feel like that, that we're, we're going to do great things for God. But if we are not careful, we can go the wrong way. We can set ourselves up for temptation. We can set ourselves up for a fall. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 20, it says, If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. We must understand that as you are preparing for ministry, that your, your heart can often be in contradiction to what God says. You must place your confidence in God. And understand that your heart does not always line up with truth. If you are basing the decisions that you are making right now in college on how you feel, you're going to be in big trouble. You're going to be in big trouble. You know, but I find one of the most dangerous feelings that I have is when I feel okay. When I feel strong. When I feel like everything is just fine. That is one of the most dangerous times I find in my life. And I ask you this morning, do you feel strong today? Do you feel strong? Do you feel like your walk with God is good and and that you are ready for what is ahead? Do you feel that way this morning? Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Today, I want to look at what to do when you feel strong, when you feel like it's okay, when you feel everything is going good. (laughs) We're going to look at Peter this morning. We're going to look at two instances. We've read the text from uh, Matthew 26, and then we're going to look at Acts chapter 10, but we're going to look at Peter. We're going to see that there were times where Peter felt strong, and he felt like he was right, and he felt like he was doing what was right. But his heart was far from that. His heart lied to him. And so let's be reminded that our heart is deceitful and wicked. If you turn your Bibles to Matthew 26, back to Matthew 26, and let's, let's set up the story here. Let's look at Peter in the garden. Peter in the garden. Matthew 26, verse 31, it's Jesus speaking to his disciples. It says, Then Jesus saith unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus saith, said unto him, Verily I say unto thee that this night before the cock crow thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Could you imagine this? Jesus is, is saying something. These, uh, Jesus is speaking. God manifested in the flesh is speaking. These are the words of God. He is saying to them, 
He's saying to Peter, all of you are going to be offended of me this night. And Peter says, no, I'll never be offended. I would never uh, forsake you, Lord. I would never run for you, Lord. And, and, and then the Lord looks right at Peter and tells him, you are going to deny me three times. Peter says, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I would never do it. In fact, I would die before I would deny you, Lord. Peter didn't know his own heart. Peter thought he was strong. Peter thought, I'll be fine. I would die before I would, I would deny my Lord. Some of us today, we, we think I would never get caught in that sin. I, I, I would never make that mistake. I would never do that. You're being deceived by your own heart. And all the disciples said, we, 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 would, we would die with you, Lord. We would die with you. Well, then you come to verse 36 of Matthew 26. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. So now they come to the garden of Gethsemane. And he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tear ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We see here that Peter's given a warning. Peter thought, I'm good, I'm strong. And Jesus said, we need to pray. And I'm going to go over here and pray. And you guys pray. Peter's asleep. He's asleep. And Jesus comes back and, says, and looks right at Peter. Peter's not getting the message here. <laughs> right at Peter. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Watch and pray, Peter. Peter, you need to watch and pray. Look, I'm here to tell you this morning that when you feel like everything is okay, that's when you need to watch and pray. You need to get before God. You need to pray. It goes in verse 42, and he went away the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, lest ye be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Jesus comes back, his disciples are sleeping. Their eyes were heavy, they were tired. In college student, I understand, I, I went to Bible college. Uh, there was two things that, that were perpetual throughout college. I was always tired and I was always hungry. I mean, that just, that was without saying anything. I was tired and hungry. When I would go home for break, 
I would just clean out the cabinets. And my mom, they'd have to take a second mortgage, you know, to get food. I remember one time on spring break, my mom said, bring some, bring some guys home with you. I brought, she said, bring some guys home. I don't think she understood. I brought seven guys with me for spring break. There was nothing left in the house afterwards. I mean, we ate everything. We ate the, the dry spaghetti. I mean, we didn't care. We were hungry. And you know what we did most of that spring break? We just laid around and slept. And we were tired. We were tired. And I understand being tired, but I have to tell you this today, when you're tired, you still need to watch and pray. I'm busy. I'm tired. My eyes are heavy. I understand. I, I, I met uh, Brother Weaver over here in the Revels building, and I got a few minutes early, and I, I went into the, uh, the, the bookstore there, and, and uh, I saw several guys. They were, they were catching up on their sleep right there in the chairs. And I understand. I've been there. I've been there as a pastor. Just a few weeks ago, I, I got a call at 3 in the morning, and um, one of my deacons is on the phone. His wife had passed away. I got dressed, drove down to his house, and, and, and sat with him there till about uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, just be with him and, and minister to him and, and, and talk to him and, and, and so forth. And I was tired. But I understood something. I've learned something. I need to spend time with the Lord. And I got home and, uh, and, and I was tired, but I read my Bible. I prayed I, because I need that. Because look what happened. When Peter overestimated his strength, when he failed to watch and pray, when he thought he was strong, when he thought he was okay, verse 56 but all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And they took off. They ran. They got away. They were worried for their lives. Their lives that they said they would lay down for Jesus. Somewhere along the way, Peter turns around and and comes back, and in verse 69, we pick it up there of Matthew 26. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou hast also with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow also was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him, they stood by him and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bereath thee. Then he, then he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. Peter denied the Lord. He thought, I would never do that. I would lay down my life for the Lord. But there he is, denying the Lord. In fact, he he was there and he was saying, I don't know this man. And they said, no, you sure sound like someone that's been with Jesus. His speech, his, the way he talked, he gave him away. So what did he do? 
He began to curse. He went from, I will die with you to cursing to cover up the fact that he was one of Jesus' disciples. Now this is Peter. This is, this is Peter. Do you understand uh, today that this is Peter? This is Peter who, who uh, for the last several years has been with Jesus. He's walked with them. He's heard him teach. He's, he's seen these great miracles. He's seen these things. And you think if anyone is going to hold up under temptation, it would be one of those disciples. But he failed to watch him pray. He denied the Lord. His heart lied to him. He lied to himself. He did what he said he would never do. He felt strong. He felt okay. But in reality, he was not okay. In reality, he was weak. And then let's turn over to Acts chapter 10. Let's pick up another story of Peter. Now we know that Peter has gotten right with the Lord. Aren't you thankful for God's forgiveness and God's grace? He denied, he cursed, but he was able to get right. He was able to be used by God. In fact, Jesus brings him and tells him, gives Peter the charge, you go feed my sheep. And Peter would do just that. He would go and he would be used greatly. He would, you would find him praying on the day of Pentecost. And they went up to that upper room. They were praying. The Holy Spirit came in great power. And, and he was filled with the Spirit. And he preached a, a great message on the day of Pentecost. And, and, and thousands were saved. And, and God used Peter in a great way. He went around preaching and, 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 and teaching and seeing people saved, doing great miracles. Been uh, preaching through the book of Acts in my church this year, and just to, to see how God used Peter is it's in an amazing way. He got right with God, he was doing what was right. God was using him, he was preaching the gospel, he was filled with the Spirit, he was doing miracles. And then you come to Acts chapter 10. In Acts chapter 10, in verse 1, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. A devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave also much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him, watching, I mean, and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. He lodges with one Simon a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. And when the angel had spake unto Cornelius was departed, he called two of his household servants and a devout soldier of them that waited on him continually. And when he had declared all these things unto them, he sent them to Joppa. So God is working in the heart of Cornelius. And God sends an angel there to Cornelius and says, you need to go find Simon. You need to go find Peter. Send some men. He's, he's in this area. He's over there. He's in Joppa. Send some men to find him. So God is working. and God wants the gospel to get to these Gentiles. God wants the gospel to get to Cornelius. Cornelius. 
And so they send these men. Then you come to verse 9. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh into the city, Peter went upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. So as these men are on their journey, Peter's there, and at the sixth hour, what does Peter go to do? He goes to pray. I think Peter had learned some things since he denied Christ. Peter now is going to purposely go and spend time praying. He goes to the housetop to pray. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And he saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Now catch this, verse 14. Remember, Peter's right with the Lord. Peter's been serving God. What does Peter say in verse 14? Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Again. Now Peter... uh, I don't think he's in the same place he was when he was in the garden. (laughs) But he goes to pray, and he has a vision, and again the Lord says something directly to him. And he says, not so, Lord. Not so. For I've never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Peter says, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm good, I'm strong. I've never eaten anything unclean. He is doing something. He he is telling the Lord, no. (laughs) Wow. Peter's heart tells him that he is good in direct contradiction to what the Lord commanded him. Wow. And look at verse 15. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. And this was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. So the Lord has to do this three times. Descends the, there's everything that's unclean. Rise, kill, eat. No, Lord. Lord does it again. He says, don't, you don't call unclean what, what I've cleansed, what I've called clean. And we even see here in verse 17, Peter doubted himself. Peter doubted what the Lord had told him. Peter thought, well, you know, I, I'm not supposed to have anything to do with this stuff. So he's doubting what the Lord told him in himself. So he doubted. But look at verse 18. And, he, and called and asked Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were lodged there. So these men come and they say, where's Simon? Where is he at? And then verse 19. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise therefore and get thee down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now here is one of the difference between Peter in the garden and Peter here on the rooftop. Peter is doubting him himself, but Peter thought on the vision. Peter was meditating on what God said. He was thinking about it. 
He was meditating. What is God saying? What is God? God is doing something here. What is God doing? He didn't just dismiss it. He didn't fall asleep. He thought on it. And the Spirit said unto him, can you imagine that? When he was meditating on what God said, on God's words, the Spirit guided him. The Spirit said unto him, there's three guys that are coming and looking for you. When we meditate on God's word, when we meditate on what God has said, we might doubt in ourselves, well, I don't know about this, Lord. But if we will meditate on his word, the Spirit will guide us. Verse 21, and Then Peter went down to the men which sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom ye seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man and one that feareth God and of good report among all the nations of the Jews, was warned from God by a holy angel to send from thee into this house and to hear words of thee. Then he called them in and lodged them. And on the morrow, Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. So Peter gets led by the Spirit. He follows these guys. He's, he's now, instead of doing what his heart would tell him, I should not go with these Gentiles, he's letting the Spirit guide him. We see, if you skip down to verse 28, and he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or to come unto one of another nation, but God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Now, uh, you know, that's usually, it seems kind of rude. You enter into someone's house and you say, hey, I wouldn't be here unless God told me to. It's basically what he's saying. But you see what Peter, the difference here than the garden is this, that Peter is doing what God showed him, not what he thought. He's letting God guide him. In fact, he is doing something that is contrary to that, what he wanted to do. He said, I, I wouldn't even enter your house. But God showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. You know, Peter in the garden, he was wrong. He thought he was strong, but also Peter on the rooftop was wrong. He was wrong. But he put God's words above what he felt. Could you imagine in the garden, maybe he should have put God's word above what he felt and threw himself down before the Lord and said, Lord, forgive me. I don't want to deny you. I am weak. Help me. And look, it goes on in verse 44. We see the, the end of the story here in Acts chapter 10. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the words. So Peter's preaching a message. He's preaching about remission of sins. They, they, uh, Cornelius was all about trying to do what's right and, and giving alms and doing good. And he was going about uh, trying to earn his salvation. But Peter comes and preaches Christ. And then while Peter spake, the Holy Ghost uh, fell on them which heard. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Now this is amazing. God uses Peter to do what? God uses Peter to give the, the gospel to the Gentiles, and all of them are astonished. All the, uh, uh, all the, the, the Jews that are there are like, what, what just happened? The Holy Ghost has been given to these guys as well. They, they got saved. <laughs> and God uses Peter to introduce the gospel to these Gentiles. Cornelius and his house get saved. They receive Christ. That would have never happened if Peter hadn't gone to the housetop, the rooftop to pray. He might have missed it. If he thought, well, I'm good, I'm okay, and he might have missed what God had for him. In both of these stories, Peter thought he was right. There was something in Peter's heart that said, I'm strong. There was something in Peter's heart that, that, that said, I, I, nothing to do with those Gentiles. They're unclean. But he was wrong. One story ends with him denying Christ, running off and weeping bitterly. One ends with Peter being used to introduce the gospel to a group of Gentiles. What's the difference? What's the difference? Well, in Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. And pray. Could you not watch with me one hour, Peter? What's the difference? Acts chapter 10 and verse 9. Peter went upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. See, the difference between these two stories and how they ended is that Peter learned he was wrong in the prayer closet, he learned he was not okay. Time with the Lord will make the difference in your life. And I'm not talking about five minutes. I'm not talking about you, you, you woke up late this morning and, and so on your way running to class, you, you whispered a prayer to God. I'm talking about getting alone with the Lord and watching and praying. Saying, God, help me. God, I feel like everything's okay, but, but I don't know, Lord. I know the devil's out there, and I, I know I, I have human flesh, and, and I know that in my flesh dwells no good thing. Help me, God. Show me, guide me, direct me, give me wisdom. We have to spend time with the Lord. In Psalm 139 and verse 1, that we need to pray this often. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. 
Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. The psalmist starts by saying, Lord, you have searched me. You have known me. You know my thoughts. You know my, uh, my heart. And, and, and you know all this. And then how does the, the psalmist end the psalm? Psalm 139, he says in verse 23, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist starts by saying, God, you have searched me. And then he ends by saying, search me again. And we need God to continually search our heart. We need God continually to show us our thoughts. We need God continually to lead us in the way everlasting. We are prone to wonder. We are prone to get prideful, to think we are strong, to think we are okay. When really we are weak, we are setting ourselves up for failure. The Lord knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. In fact, He knows them better than you do. I have weaknesses in my life that I never knew about until I got a hold of this. And I got in the prayer closet and I said, you know what, Lord, that is there. I thought I was strong, but that is there. And it saved me from a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> Watch and pray. Meditate on God's word. Spend time meditating on God's word in your life. You say, how, how will I keep myself from falling? Watch, pray, meditate on the words of God. Remember in Acts chapter 10, while Peter thought on the vision, he meditated on God's word. He doubted in himself what God was saying, but he kept thinking about it. He kept meditating on what God said. Hebrews 4 and verse 12, for the word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, is in a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You have got to get in your Bible. You have got to do it. I know it's hard. I, I, I was in college, and, and you know, you, it's hard to find a place. Where someone's not being annoying. You know, they're not going to come and bug you and do something stupid or, or talk to you. And you're just like, just leave me alone. I used to go and, and lock myself in my car sometimes. Some of you like, I don't have a car. Well, you know, find somewhere. And just, I just need to be alone with God. You have to do it. You have to get alone with God and meditate on his word. Meditate on it. You know, let, it, let it work in your heart. It'll pierce down. It will show you the thoughts of your heart. It will show you what's really down there. You think, I'm, I'm good this morning. I'm okay. I, I just passed my midterms and everything's great. And, and going forward, and, and uh, you know, I know where I'm going into ministry. And, and I've got my girlfriend. And, and I'm good. You better get in the prayer closet. It's a dangerous time because when we are, feel strong, we don't feel the need to pray. We don't feel the need to meditate on God's word. I'll, I'll be okay. I don't need to read my Bible this morning. I'll be okay. I don't need to spend time with God. We need to spend time watching and praying and meditating on God's word. Because when we watch, when we pray, when we meditate, when we get in God's word and it penetrates into our heart, and the Lord shows us, the Holy Spirit will guide us to truth He'll show us what's true. He'll show us what's really in there. 
Then we're able to see God's will and then to do God's will. When you feel strong, when you feel okay, you need to make sure that you're, you're watching and praying. You know, I like what the Lord said. Could you not watch with me one hour? Can you not give an hour? Can you not give an hour? We think, wow, that's like a lot. I don't know, I kind of think the way the Lord said it, it's like the minimum. <laughs> Could you give an hour? Could you at least give an hour? I find that as a pastor, I, 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 I need more than an hour. <laughs> I really need, I need to spend some time. And it, it's, it's, uh, it, it's hard sometimes. And you're busy and I'm tired. But I find, hey, I, 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 I won't be here. I, I, you know, I'm going on 19 years of ministry. I won't make it another 19 if I don't. Some of you won't make it out of college. Some of you won't make it after, it's unbelievable, after the first year after I graduated, how many people dropped out of the ministry after one year. They said, whoa, this is not for me. And it has its struggles and it has its ups and downs. But I find when you have a relationship with God, when you watch and you pray and you seek the Lord and you meditate on His words and you understand who you are and what you are and that I am weak, when you can get to the place like the Apostle Paul who, who said, Oh, wretched man that I am. That'll drive you to the prayer closet. That'll drive you to Jesus. Paul said, Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ. You have got to spend time with your Lord and Savior. You have got to watch and pray. Your heart will lie to you. Your feelings will tell you all kinds of, of nonsense. They will tell you all kinds of things. The, your thoughts will lead you down the wrong path. I've seen strong men who I thought, those are strong men. I've seen them marry the wrong woman and they're not in ministry today. They should have watched and prayed. I've seen strong men fall into temptation. They weren't watching and they weren't praying. I've seen guys miss opportunities. Why? Because they thought they're good. They know what they should do. I am so thankful that I served for 15 years at the Lighthouse Baptist Church. I would have friends call me all the time. So when are you going to go pastor? When are you going to get out of there? When are you going to go do your own thing? And I said, when the Lord tells me. <laughs> I said, there's a work that needs to be done right here. There's teenagers that need Christ. There's a pastor that needs help. And I'm so glad I watched and I prayed and I waited for God to lead me. Instead of my heart telling me, hey, you got it down. You can preach. You know how to counsel people. You know how to do this. Because when I became a pastor, I found out I didn't know how to do all that back then. <laughs> it would have been a mess. And it's not because I'm so great. It's because the Lord is. And He showed me. There were times I thought, man, I just... I want to go do my own thing. And I got in the prayer closet and God said, no, you're not ready for that. And God showed me I was wrong. And God said, hey, you need to stay right where you're at. If I hadn't watched and prayed, I, I would be in trouble. I've seen strong men adopt wrong ministry philosophies. 
because they just felt like this is what God is going to use. They felt it. They felt God is going to use these worldly means and these worldly methods uh, to reach my community with the Lord when really they needed to get that ministry philosophy and they needed to take it to the prayer closet and say, God, is this right or is this wrong? I feel like it's right, but you need to show me. You need to show me what's right. And let the Spirit guide you to truth. By the way, the Spirit will always guide you to the truth of God's Word. We are to try the spirits to see if they be of God. And when you watch, when you pray, when you seek the Lord, when you look to him, the spirit will guide you to the truth of God's word. So I ask the question this morning. Will you be Peter in the garden? Or will you be Peter on the housetop? Because regardless of who you are today, there's some stuff in your heart that you feel is right, but you're wrong. But you can still be used by God if you get to the housetop. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall.